I need you to sit up. Okay. You got you gotta be in the frame. There we go. I'm framed. You're framed. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do it. Uh let's sit like this for an hour and a half. You can do it. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's having a normal one. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick, and I'm I'm sick. You're having... sorry. What's wrong? What did you... I... What what STI did you pick up? (laughs) That's a... That's a a Stevie transmitted infection. I was going to say seriously transmittable illness, so... (laughs) But that that works, too. My my young son, my toddler. Oh, blaming um, it on the youth. Typical boomer. Typical toddlers boomer. as we know. It's just germ magnets, right? Like just, mm-hmm. just they're a ball of germs. And he was sick and I was taking care of him because Phoebe wasn't feeling too good either. And so, you know, I was taking care of him. And, I'm laying down with him. He he would not stay asleep unless we were there because he was so he was so feverous. And he's sitting there and he's crying. He's like going to sleep and he's breathing in my face. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get so, I'm gonna get so sick. He's sticking his hand on my face, like sticking it in his mouth, putting it on my face. I'm like there's nothing oh, I could dear. do, right? Yeah, that's the worst. It's just like seeing a train coming. You know, you just you can't stop it. And you're on the track, and you could you could leave your son on the train track, but you can't leave your son on the train track. Then you why why are the options why are the options only get struck by train or leave I, son on tracks? I, why can't we why can't we remove the son from the tracks and we also leave? I'm a philosopher. Okay, there's only two awful options. That's all uh-huh. you're getting from me. And so now I sound reminds me of that conflict. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Uh, it's 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 great that it's great that everyone um, now understands the conflict in the Middle East. Uh, oh, we'll get there. We'll as get well, there. well as they we'll understood, as well as they understood epidemiology, and mm-hmm. yeah, I was gonna I say, I was gonna say whatever. I th- we're gonna talk about it today on the podcast, but I I'm worried that our uh, whatever predictions that we make or whatever things we say is is gonna be like when we talked about COVID and. March of 2020 or February of 2020. This is going to be over in like a couple. Yeah, you're going to get the you're going to get the coronavirus. Then it ended up being a a massive infringement upon human rights for years. Hey, look at that! And this Uh, is starting out with a massive infringement upon human rights and might end up with a plague. Not being a big deal. I'm excited to hear your opinions on Israel Palestine. Knowing (laughs) just a mere three months ago, you didn't even realize palestine wasn't officially okay, country. okay we don't need to <laughs> expose we don't need to expose me we were sitting in the ron beach hotel and you were like what so people can't just you can't just go to palestine I no i didn't say that he was like people in the west bank can't just leave no i'm being i'm being misrepresented right now i'm being misrepresented currently. it was so funny i was like that was that that was the bit where i kept saying famously no yeah that's the big thing yeah they're all upset yeah i guess i just i just didn't realize i didn't put together i didn't know what the gaza strip was i didn't know what the west bank was and i didn't know i also didn't know that it was basically uh uh like a 
like a South African apartheid ghetto. Like I just didn't know that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's I thought it was crazy. Like, I thought it was like a I thought it was like a country that competed in the World Cup that just happened to be close to Israel at the time. And nope. uh and nope, yeah. it was it was wrong. It was very very wrong. But I uh I wanted to tell it you It is crazy my... that a country that there's two countries with permanent observer status. Mm-hmm. I think it's the it, is are the two countries with observer status the Vatican and Israel? It might be the case. One of them just a gold grandpa sitting in a house by himself, and the other one is a segregationist. All right, that's <laughs> crazy. You're right. The United society. Nations welcomes many international agencies, entities, and two non-member states as observers: the State of Palestine and Vatican City. Maybe that's that means that the Catholic Church is uniquely positioned to solve this crisis. The Vatican be so, like, "Hey, Palestine, get over here." You and me, we got we got a lot in common. <laughs> I actually think that that means that the Vatican is uniquely situated, just like Palestine, to do absolutely jack about this. Yeah, yeah, do nothing. <laughs> I think that means that permit observer status means that uh, you can do quite literally nothing. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it means you can do, can do nothing. No, it means you can do nothing within the framework of the UN, which is a made-up student council of the world. So, like, <laughs> you can still do something. Like, there's no. Sure. Like you don't have to be a member of the UN to invade another country. Clearly, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean. I so yeah. <laughs> North Korea I, is not in the UN. They could they could do they, they could do whatever, whatever they want. Yeah. I'm just I'm just mad that we I'm just mad that we gave up our position as the United Nations to be like you know play second fiddle to the fake United yeah. Nations. It is. I just kind don't of like a... that. It, it's it far gone or the days what a great that... idea an international organization that unites all mankind i wish someone had thought of that I know. earlier i we but gone this one prevents war that, oh does it would gone to the days that men would come to the vatican emperors and kneel at the foot of the papacy and beg for intervention in the in united conflict. nations is very clearly not stopping international conflicts it hasn't been doing a very good job. Yeah. Can we track, since the United Nations was founded, um, number of cringe posts on Twitter? Because <laughs> that's the real crime. Everyone's been posting cringe. That's the thing that makes me upset. Well, it's awful. The, loss, the loss of life in the war crimes, too. I wish but they would stop posting cringe. I wish that if they would just stop posting cringe, then then maybe we could solve this. <laughs> Have they considered? Um, people, I wish we, you, I I wish you talk, would wait. stop standing with people. I wish you would. St- I stand. I don't care who you stand with. First of all, you super don't stand with because you're not in danger. You're standing with them as far away as you could possibly get yeah. from the situation. All you're doing is just being like, I ideologically, I, I ideologically identify with the people who cut off that kind of baby's head. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like that's who I stand with. Yeah. It's uh I saw a a post that was uh you know, if you're this upset about 40 kids getting beheaded, Israel has about 20,000 abortions a year, which is 54 per day. So if we're going to as they say glass the Gaza strip because of uh the one thing, what does that mean about Israel? You know, it's and not to say that one you know, that we shouldn't be outraged at one because of the other. We should be outraged at both. But at let's, a certain let's, point, let's be fair. Let's be consistent. But at a certain yeah. point, how like, I don't know. 
Is it is am I am I more correct about a thing because I'm more outraged about it than you are at the present time? You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, we know that like the the currency, it's like social social outrage is like a currency. How outraged you are about a thing, mm -hmm. as I long as it's correct. I if you're outraged about the guy, wrong thing, you sound cringe. I did see a tweet about a from a guy that was like, you know, it's been three days since these attacks, and my company hasn't released a statement where is the outrage it's like why do you need your where you work to release a statement why do you need a statement yeah, why do you need was a statement going to do it's very so, odd it's all very the conversation strange conversation is going this way i, I wanted to, to talk about my podcast closet but you haven't given me an opportunity you keep cutting I, me off real quickly i really need to remove the comically large photo of my brother from the why wall. Why? Because it doesn't make sense. Like it's, no one understands what that's do, there for. I want you to know that only about seventy people watch this on YouTube, and I and I promise they all probably either get it or if they don't get it, they don't care. But Fair enough. for this conversation, that picture of Nick can be emblematic of the American boy that we're going to be sending to Iran in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good reminder yeah. of of what we're losing of what we're willing to sacrifice and mm -hmm. it's a, it's millions of nick nevies strapping young lads that we're shoving into the middle east meat grinder think of the all think of all of the tim tebows that we're sending overseas <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the argument against abortion like you you've killed the child that could cure cancer but instead it's the argument that you've you've killed the next great florida quarterback by by engaging in a war with iran yes <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're losing it's like no it's I'm sure someone somewhere is thinking that. Um, I want to talk. Straight. I want to talk podcast about my podcast closet. closet. I know you're in the podcast departure closet. for what we're talking about, but I'm in the podcast closet. And as you can see, I've got, a, I've got a, I've got, I've got, I've got a curtain oh, here. Yeah, and I've got a, I've got a another. Can we see another curtain here? And then there's a curtain on this wall, and I don't know okay. if it's doing anything, but it's better than it was. And that's yeah. Nice. You don't sound. It doesn't sound very echoey. It doesn't sound echoey. That's good. No. It's very that's good. good. That's what that's what we were going for. Um, but I uh apparently echoey saw... doesn't matter though, because we were in a pretty echoey room the other week and our mic sounded fine. Which room? The room where we were together. Oh, the together room. At the I vault. was gonna say you've you've seen this place because you were here in person close to my bones and my body. I rested and... my head against that wall. And now you're far away. I know. And since then we've been to Chicago. We engaged in some merrymaking and some riffraff. Tomfoolery. Yeah. We went to bed early. We did that go to bed crazy. early. Patrick and I slept in the same room. Again. Again. Just like old times. I know. It was did nice. Did I snore Katie, really bad? No, I didn't. I slept through the night. Katie Ruby was very nice, and she got a, a double room in the hotel, and Patrick had a single room, and I was going to sleep on John Blevins' floor. <laughs> and uh, she gracefully was like, hey, what if you got the double room and I took the single room and you yeah. guys both got to sleep on a bed? And I was like, oh, that's nice. wonderful. Yeah, she was very yeah. kind. Um, everyone should subscribe to her podcast, which I think my episode on Frontiers of Faith is coming out. Ooh, it's either, that's exciting. It's either already come out or it's about to come out. But I'll have to, I'm competing with Father Harrison to have the most listened to uh, <laughs> episode, which I don't Frontiers think I will. Of faith. I don't think I will do the because he has. podcast thousands of followers and I right not. now frontiers of faith oh yeah it's up there have you heard of the crunch no 
who's that show right now yeah but what was your did you how did you did you what did, did you like the time that we spent together did you have fun i really did i had so much fun really i really liked yeah pete mckitis and i are connected dude. on linkedin now he dude he connected with me on linkedin i was like let's freaking go there was a guy we were at this conference and there was a guy named pete mckitis who i was I like, like oh you talked. have a, he's like oh i have a podcast i was like yeah me too and uh, I come to find out that his podcast is 20 times the size of our podcast. And he's made thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, probably millions of dollars from this podcast. I think he's made full-time income off of his podcast. Full t- yeah. full, enough to employ other people income yep. off of his podcast. Uh, and I was just like, I was in well, awe. Well, because of- he picked a valuable niche. We picked college we, students. We picked didn't have any we- money. I know we picked, we picked something based out of emotion. We let feelings get in the way of the facts, which yeah. I know of another picked, person that has, <laughs> that's been happening to this week. Who me? Uh, no, Ben Shapiro. Um, oh, he picked, he picked uh, an audience of people who want to be really good at their jobs. Those people tend to make a lot of money. Yeah. Great, great audience choice. But it's not even because the audience I guess because the audience has more spending power than ads in theory would be more valuable on his program. I just need, Hey, if you want to help the show, you can obviously go to Patreon, but just get richer. Just make more money. I don't know. And, then, tell you. and then our podcast will become more valuable and you will be that's a stakeholder. You're you're, I know that's all you tell me. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make money. I know I, I was, you're, I'm in the, I'm in the kitchen every day. I'm cooking. Yeah. I was on fire today, dude. Really, I don't want to hear oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about it. Okay, it's a secret. We can we can talk about it on the bonus show. I don't tell you anymore because I know you hate hearing about it. It's not that I hate hearing about it. It's just like uh, my job moves pretty slow, and it's kind of yeah. hard. It's like there's not a lot of progress, and every time I hear about your job, you're like doing ten things, and I'm like, you know, like, isn't that great? And I'm like, it's, yeah, that is great, but you do ten new things every week. It's a ton of it's a ton of it's a ton track. of quick hits. That's what that's yeah. what it is. Although no. this is what I this is what I learned, I stopped doing. If you track a bunch of things, mm-hmm. you feel you feel like you're winning at least in one thing. You know? Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, I called the most people I ever called in one day. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't really mean much, but it does. It does give you that little dopamine hit where you're like, yeah, nice. I don't get any dopamine hits from like tracking myself. You know? Really? No. No. I guess I'm doing it like against other people. So there's a little bit of competition there too. Yeah. Like, hey, person who gets the most yeses today gets like a bonus. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not really built that way. Players. Yeah, I just don't. Well, I also just don't good. care. Like I could never be like if it was if I if we were together even like if I was in the same room or like in a in a sales bullpen, you know, yeah. and you it was like one it. of those places with the bell or the gong. You know, I would just be like, why do you guys, why is everyone so mad all the time? Dude, I you know I'm willing to spend podcast money on this, but we need to get you the M code. That's what we need to do. What is, what is that? It's like the only personality assessment that I've actually ever enjoyed. We're right? going to assess it's, my personality. Yeah. So the M stands for motivation. So it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> wonderful, it's, a, it's an assessment. <laughs> it's an assessment of what motivates you. And um, it's story-based. So you like, you basically write down, you know, here are the three things that here, here's like 20 times that I felt extremely satisfied with a result. And then what if I can only come up with like three or four? I don't don't remember. 
in my whole life. But then they, they, you take those, you take those experiences. They ask you questions about those experiences. Mm-hmm. You quantify it, and then they tell you, okay, like I'm really motivated by collaboration. So when I'm working with people, but I also mm-hmm. want to be like key. So I want to be with people, but I also want to be the only person who does what I do. Like I don't, I, I get demotivated when there's multiple me's on mm-hmm. on a team, right? Um, I also want to like get really, really good at the thing that I'm doing. Like I want to be the expert at it, and I want to be front and center. Like I'm motivated by those things. Like when I'm doing those things, I get really motivated. And so like those things aren't going to motivate you. And so if we're like, Hey, Ethan, we're going to put you up front and we're going to, you're going to be like the expert on, you know, dating. And we're going to ask you, but it's like, I don't really care about that. I just really want to X, Y, Z. I don't know, but I'm interested in what motivates you. And we got to, we got to lean into those motivations. Me too. I too am interested in what motivates me. Uh, Cause something motivates you. No, I don't think it does. You're like nothing does. No, I'm like one of them. I'm like one of them hand push uh, mowers, you know, like oh, that yeah? not even not even self propelled, not even with like a motor. It's one of those with the blades that spin, you know, like they used to have in the 50s. Sure. Do you know what I'm talking you're, about? You're That's an external. Me. Yeah, you're 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 external forces only. <laughs> I get I get no internal. I get pushed. I'm motivated by time, fear. Uh, God, <laughs> uh, deadlines, failure, deadlines, failure. Um, um, yeah, my dad. <laughs> Just all wonderful things that are sure. good and healthy. Yeah. Um, external. Uh, no, that would be good. Yeah. How much does it cost? Because I'm not M code. Only it costs that much. The M code is machine control language for CNC matching. I think that's the wrong thing. M core, I think maybe they M core, M core, M core. It was M code okay. that they changed M. M core looks like a plumbing fixture. <laughs> the mowing line. I think M-Core I may have dropped this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came up with a personality assessment in my mind palace, and you can't buy it online anywhere. Actually, <laughs> oh dear, that's great though. That's great. I found um, M- it's M core. M code motivationcode.com motivationcode.com is this going to pull up a picture of like horse genitalia when i type this in <laughs> i used to be when my friends would trick me they'd be like go to this website and i would go to the website thinking that it would have a cool game go to go to penisland.com yeah something like that and then it would be and then it would be huge huge horse genitalia and i was like ah i'm 13 and this feels wrong even though it's an animal um is this is this the same thing this looks right motivation code this looks like the type of website that you would like yeah i don't know if it's the same one though bright colors um a lot of text (laughs) anyway this is boring um (laughs) it's like 89 dollars. oh sheesh well we'll talk about it at at the next at the next business meeting we'll talk about it Um, the amount of value it'll unlock ethan that's how they get you. It'll unlock it. Look, Ethan, here's the thing. I tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. If we figure out what mo- internally motivates you, I think you will become electric. All right. Think of the think Patrick. Of here's Ethan. the thing. Here's the Ethan. thing. I'm going to stop you right there. What? I'm already electric. Okay. I need you to know that. I studied, I'm an EE guy. I say EE. I've I've been electric. I've been in an electric factory since the day I was born. I'm, that's I'm what, producing. That's what I'm producing. Every what, time I speak, gigawatts coming out of me. 
All right. That's like that's the that's the that's what I'm that's what dolphins study. They study eat. They're eat eat. Eat eat. That's awful. Thanks. You're gonna make me electric. That's your plan. Yeah. Like Mr. Electric from because you think Shark you Boy think, and Lava Girl. You think I'm not electric. No, I think that you get really demotivated sometimes and you hate it. And I want you to figure out what motivates you and put words to it. So you go, I need to seek out situations where XYZ. I just I guess. <laughs> <laughs> write down what motivates you being electric <laughs> oh man anyway no i think that's good i think that would be good i think yeah. i think if you if you support that say so in the discord let me know help me get my life back on track yeah like I, there's like there's like a hundred different motivated motivators that are in there and it's like i think the reason why i think the reason why they do it is so that I don't know. It's so like your boss can like manipulate you into doing what they want. And I think that's what it's for. Probably. I'm pretty sure that's what it's for. Sounds but good to me. Yeah. You know, at a certain point, you got to like with these person with these work personality assessments, at a certain point, you just got to lie. <laughs> if you're in the right, if you're in the wrong kind of job, that's just true. Yeah. I've learned this. Yeah. That's, that if, is you're, a good if point. you're in, if you're in a certain kind of job, you got to lie. You got to mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, like figure out what they want you to say. Mm -hmm. I'm a people person. Mm. Detail I'm, I'm oriented. Really, I'm detail oriented. I'm so strict with mm -hmm. rules. Mm -hmm. I care so much about authority. Authority. Mm -hmm. I respect authority. Mm -hmm. I am. I, I. I would never join a union in my life. I've never. I don't even. I not even you United States. Not even Union Station. All right. I take. I. I take a plane. I don't even go. Communist unions are. You mean those bastards we fought in the Cold War? You mean d demons? Yeah, I've never even met one. Yeah, demon. I never think about them. I, I trust in Jesus Christ, the capitalist one. <laughs> the capitalist Jesus Christ. <laughs> the one with the American flag cape that yeah, he wears. Yeah, I pray, I pray my American flag rosary every day. Mm, nay, that's not... We're getting a little too close to home there. A lot of people praying their American flag rosary for uh, America... I mean, Israel this week, so... Oh yeah, that does. That is a little. Really? That I've seems seen, like that seems. I've seen. A, what do you mean? That seems like it doesn't fit. It's a different country. I'll You'd think it. that. You'd think that they do take our money, which is crazy. The number of times I saw American politicians, people voted into office, say this week an attack on Israel is an attack on America. It's like, guys, you got to attack America for it to be an attack on America. Like it has to Incorrect. be correct. It's like in the phrasing. I understand. You can say like an attack on Israel is an attack on America's interests, you know, an attack on an American ally. Uh, you can't attack our friends. We support our friends. Like you can say those things. But you get, we don't, we have not annexed the state of Israel. Please stop doing the thing that started World War One. Come yeah. on. That's, we can't, you can't, you can't let a little assassination turn into a thing. But they didn't have an assassin anybody yet. Not like they, they most just murdered. You know. Yeah. Remember, remember, but like, they, uh, remember like assassination kind of implies like a high profile target. You know, like they yeah, just kind of, of they just killed indiscriminately, which worse. Pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. Because innocent people, you should not kill them. All right, so let's talk about this. We've handed we've handed out non-combatants generally not good yeah. to kill those. Yeah. So tell me, Patrick. Yeah, what's good? Are we on? Are we on the brink? 
Brink? Are we are we staring into the maw of of World War Three? Um, Hot takes only. Gut reaction. Go. Nah. What are you scared? <laughs> you scared to nope. go to war? No. <laughs> I don't have to. I have asthma. <laughs> That's they don't care when they're... they don't care now they they're they, it's, that's at the t- now i'm good until at least the tail end like once the mm. first million or so die i'm i'm toast like i'm definitely getting thrown into the meat grinder sucks you know yeah um maybe i'll go back to school <laughs> i think you're i think the I'm best bet i read it there was a thread on on twitter about how to avoid the draft not that i would ever avoid the draft but i would super avoid the draft I'm not above it i mean I would I would avoid the draft too. But the first thing you can do is get married. So you've done that in spades. Well done. Um, if you get married, you have a kid, then you're exempt probably from the first couple of rounds. From the first Who knows? Round, yeah. Who knows what the government's going to do? And you have they'd have to get pretty deep into like the they'd have to go through all the single guys <laughs> before they start taking the married men. The next best thing you can do is get a job working for a defense contractor. And that pretty Ooh. much guarantees you're not going anywhere. So that's if you helpful. can if you can lock up a print advertising sales gig for Raytheon, I think you're or Lockheed you'll be safe. or Lockheed. Lockheed's nearby. Are they? That's true. You're on the well, space yeah. coast. Space, you space can coast, you can yeah. get a cushy Space Force job, no problem. Actually, easy, easy. Yeah, live off the live off the dole. <laughs> you know, of Uncle Sam. So you don't think we're careening towards a global conflict? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I think if things go really wrong, we could be. I mean, like, yes, but that's always true. You know, yeah. it's like there's. I don't know. My my default is like nothing, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. You know, it's yeah. all the same. And we're just in this. We're in this like, you know, end God of history. Said, you believe God what said, Francis Fukuyama said? God said, you know, hey, there's wars and famines but that doesn't mean anything right so that Mm -hmm. the way i see that is like that means that the end of days is going to come so quietly like just nothing's really going on today (laughs) like oh no is that what that means i don't think that i don't i don't know for a fact that's what it means i mean i've read the book of revelation it seems to imply that there's going to be quite a bit of stuff happening leading up to yeah but that stuff is all like symbolic, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like all the all the evil and stuff, it's like we're we're like we're so far removed from the evil that's happening. Like it's just we are never gonna be affected by it. It's just like we the the people that like they, they need you need to keep people that are in powerful countries like safe and fat and happy, you know. They need to not know that there's suffering going on because then they'll do something about it, right? If they suffer, they'll be like, oh gosh, we got to do something about it. You got to keep them like focused on things that don't really matter, you mm-hmm. know? And then they'll never, you know, it's like, then yeah, they'll just keep voting for people in office. And yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't care. That's the thing. I really don't care. I've got stuff going on here. You know, I've got like a family and I've got like, you know, friends and we've got a community. Yeah, but family, talk, talk about your family on a podcast is boring. We That's true. Geo, you want to talk geopolitics? Yeah, we got to we got to make people feel anxious. We got to make people. Do you feel... think? No, not that anxious. But it's like these are people are really like, ang- people are actually anxious about this. Like I know people in my life really? 
who are thinking about the war and thinking about what it might mean for them and like how their life might change over the next 20 years. And that is making them anxious because like, sure, that's true. Yeah. There is, there is a scenario in which we, I'm, I'm not saying this will happen, but I'm just saying like to maybe give some empathy for people who might be stressed, but like if we get dragged into something in Iran, Israel, Lebanon, whatever, right. We could get dragged into something over there. And we're still funding and involved in the Ukraine-Russia thing. And something pops off in China and Taiwan. Like, America does not have the the might and the power that it did in, like, I don't know, the 60s to the 80s to wage a three-front war or proxy war, you know? Wars so, don't happen like that anymore, though. We're just going to send you're maybe just drones and stuff like there's it's war just looks different now than it did it's not fought like you can you're saying that we have enough drones to to (laughs) to go to war against china russia and uh the entire islamic all i'm uh, saying is you don't misplace an f-35 if you have you don't have enough of them you know what i mean like you 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 don't you don't misplace weapons of mass destruction if you're like if you're short you know, like right, you keep right. you, you you keep really good track of them. Mm-hmm. The the United States military is more powerful than it's ever been. It's like ninety percent of our budget. Ethan is gone; he's left. Where is he? I'm just gonna keep talking. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I'm back, baby. Oh, there he is. We're good. We're good. Okay, so you were saying that the United States military is more powerful than it's ever been. Cap, yeah, it's like 75, 75%. Okay, maybe it's not like the most dominant force or whatever. Like, oh, we got a really strong Navy. But it's like that stuff doesn't, sorry, enough. that stuff doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not the thing that wins wars anymore. The Cold War fundamentally changed. Like, Patrick, we don't, know, was, we don't know. We don't know what wins wars anymore. You know, like there has not been other than like Russia, Ukraine. Like, has there really been any type of like conventional conflict nation against nation? We do know what wins wars. What wins wars? Tell me. Intelligence. Guy have the biggest brain. The biggest brain. Guy with the biggest gun comes in. What's your big brain? The reality is like, look, brother. We we've made it as a as a as a human race we've made it past the first beast in the forest between life and death right we've made it past the first beast in dante's inferno right the beast of 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 like of this of the of the passions right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the of the flesh right we've made it past that we we've we've reached the beast of the passions right the the 
the blood shed and the 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 awful war and like the um you know that part of the circles of hell and now we're we're at the final beast the the sins of the intellect right this is it we're, we've reached we've reached a, an inflection point wars are won with intelligence this is this is what we learned in world war ii this is what England and America learned in World War II. I'm pretty War II. sure we won World War II with the, with two really big bombs that we dropped on <laughs> civilians. Like, what are you talking about? Sure. That's I'm part of it. It is part of it. Like, I get what you're saying. I No, like, one 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 major one how did we get to that point though? By having one by major dying point was that over we, and over again in the Pacific. We used we used intelligence that we stole from that's steal like we we used intelligence to figure out mm -hmm. that the front that the Japanese commander was flying on this date to this place. And we bombed, we took out that plane, we right? Like we, we, we bait and switched Hitler and we invaded in the other, like it was intelligence allowed us to make those moves, but now sure. it's pure intelligence. That's like all you, that was what the cold war was. It was just chess moving each other, like out thinking the other person. Mm -hmm. And now since I mean, what's happened since World War II? What's the what's the biggest economic engine in the world right now, Ethan? What is it? Bitcoin, crypto, OnlyFans. Nope. Yes. Uh, no. Patreon. What are what are the biggest um, the biggest uh, the biggest companies the most valuable companies? What do they sell? <laughs> uh, tech. I would say I'm going to go with tech. What do they sell? What are they Facebook, sell? Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. They sell information, I would say. That would be what yeah. I would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They sell information. Media. Yeah. The entire economy since World War II has been buying, selling, trading information. I mean, the entire debt system is structured around people betting on based on odds and information about people, whether or not they'll pay back your debt. Your credit score, which you use to buy everything, is based off of how likely you are to run a balance and pay it off. Like, mm -hmm. like just in that sweet spot of enough to make enough money. Like, you're not going to pay mm -hmm. it all off at once. Like, you're not going to have no debt, but you're not going to ring up a credit card debt and go bankrupt, right? Like, it works yeah. that sweet spot. The entire economy is based off of learning information about you so that they can sell you stuff. And then in figuring out ways to mass and machine learn and, and, figure out those things. And so it's like this, we don't know what wins wars. We totally do. It's intelligence. We don't know how it's, we're going to use intelligence, but we do, what we do know is that the guys who are paragliding into countries and shooting people, they're not operating. They're not going to be buying intelligence from Amazon, right? Like they, they don't have these, these big intelligence structures, mm -hmm. right? The insurgent groups don't have intelligence structure. They're, they're, they're basically just gangs. It's not, it's not a thing like there's gone are the days of Sergei Serenov or whatever his name was tapping a guy in a, in a crowd. Gavrilo Princip. Yeah. Who was that? Who, was, who am I thinking of? You're thinking of the guy that, that wrote. That shot JP too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think you are thinking Sirhan, of Sirhan. Sirhan. Sirhan, Sirhan. He, I loved his songs in the eighties. He was great. <laughs> um, yeah, like those those days are over. We're like that starts a war, you know. Yeah, it's now what's gonna. It's like now it's the the info war, right? That's what, wow. that's what it is. I know it, it. It was it was. What can I say? The man was prescient. I think, 
I hear what you're saying. I think it's a little bit reductive because I do think that there are other elements to conflict other than intelligence. Um, and so what I was just really getting at was regardless of how much intelligence we have, it will still be a strain for the United States if wars that we are involved in break out in multiple parts of the world. And so what does that mean for the average person? What does that mean for the amount of food in grocery stores? If we have to feed, like, yeah, you say it's going to be drones, but like you still need soldiers to operate the drones somewhere, you know, like, so what does that mean for food? What does that mean for the economy? What does that mean for like banks and interest rates and like foreclosures on homes? What does that mean for inflation? What does it mean for the yeah, job sure. market? What does that mean for like manufacturing? Because one of those, yeah, manufacturing. What does it mean for local stability? Like if the if the border stays open and there's wars all over the world and people come here, what does that mean for cities? What does that mean for suburbs? What does that mean for local yeah. governments? What does that mean for police forces? So I think that there are valid questions of you know, uh, and that's that's obviously like a worst case scenario. Like I don't think yeah, that perhaps that perhaps the answer is not oh nothing's going to change, but it's like oh don't worry, it's not going to be like World War II rationing, and that it's going to be much worse. <laughs> it's going to be something unimaginable. Like there's yeah. we're not going to have victory gardens. It's like I don't know who who knows what's going to happen. Do you th do you think the average American would even be able to plant a vic victory garden if they had to? Not at all. Not even kind of. We like don't even have we don't have a population. There's no there are no Rosie the Riveters because the when today I'm not going to say that the biceps just not going up anymore. It goes down now. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like when Popeye before he eats his spinach. He it's has like, like a little, but but it's the whole hanging. country is like Popeye before he yeah. eats the spinach. <laughs> you know, and there's no spinach, and there's no spinach. Know how to grow it? Yeah, yeah. So I. Um, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not concerned. I think the other element too that is uh odd and this is probably something you'll be interested in is the um the the hypocrisy, maybe not the hypocrisy, the um the what do you call this? The contradiction or the sure. Uh, what's it dilute what is it called when you're like deluding yourself and you like can't cognitive um, dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Thank you. The cognitive dissonance of specifically people on the left like blm coming out in favor of palestine interesting just and and there's a lot of people i've clarify we're talking hamas not palestine right is it a lot of people different? saying free palestine which sure indicates a support of what hamas is doing or has done is doing yeah because with the and this is the interesting thing about it, I think this is the fascinating conversation that's going on, is that it's this this conversation about colonization and decolonization, like that phrase that was going around. This is what decolonization looks like. What did you think this would be? You think they were just going to write letters and all these things? And it's interesting to frame Israel as the colonizers, that's, which is just funny historically, like biblically. Um, and then it's also interesting to have people say like, "Oh, well, we have to decolonize." And then some people asking these people straight up like, OK, so if decolonization is good and if violence to achieve decolonization is good, does that mean that Native Americans can break into your house, shoot your family, drag your wives out into the streets uh, in the name of decolonization? And I have seen multiple people say like, well, I wouldn't like it, but if that's what it has to be, 
It's like that's just goofy. How do you, that's just people. Not. How do you how do you pill yourself like to be so your afraid mind, of yeah. your own whiteness that like that is your like that's the stance that you take. You know, it's not it, it's not it's not consistent. First of all, which is crazy because like if we're gonna if we're gonna play the game of like tracing back who was there first, the promised land, super the juice. Like they got it. That's theirs. You yeah, know, it's theirs. If you can so legitimately you trace they, yourself, yeah, you would you're say fine. that the Jews have a hist- an historical claim to Israel. You're going to say that publicly right now. It consistent with <laughs> consistent with the how I understand well they were here first and you colonized it. I think that um this is great because now we can we can wipe away the p- issue that people have with the book of Joshua because they mm-hmm. were just decolonized. It's you know, true. The Canaanites were were not there first. Well, why is Jericho God so right why is God so violent in the Old Testament? He was just decolonize decolonize and baby that's just what it was Dang, that's you know? that's a great argument we're gonna use that forever thanks yeah it's just it's just i don't know why or what i don't know why like being anti-israel but anti-anti-semitism is like liberal and i don't understand i don't understand why like the right is super pro-israel and the left is super pro-palestine i don't get it i really don't i don't understand um I don't, I, there's no like logical connection for it for me, but like, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of the cognitive dissonance that I've seen is like, we, if we're talking about, if it's, if it's like so wrong to go into what someone else's and like live there, if it's not your functionally, what's the difference between like Israelites going to Israel and refugees going to america like fundamentally what's the difference between those two things there's not there's no there is no difference and i'm like fine with both of those things yeah you know so it's like let's let's be let's be consistent across the board i'm not saying aha now we should not let refugees in because we're decolonizing israel i think that all of this is stupid and i think that we should you know you think that an open border is good i think that refugees need a place to go where do you draw the line at where a refugee stops and someone taking advantage of your humanitarian aid begins? It's a good question. Sounds like a job for someone who deals with these things directly. I don't I don't really know. Such <laughs> as Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump. Whatever wherever D wherever DJT Where's DJT at a time like this? Let me call him up. Where have all the good men gone and where are all the Trumps? Uh yeah, I part of me is is uh I'm hoping that people are seeing these the the they're seeing the cognitive dissonance and realizing like okay, so the the people that were all in favor of, you know, the George Floyd, the Summer of Peace, um the uh the BLM, like the people who just fell over backwards to support those people are now also falling over backwards to support this group that allegedly has beheaded children. That's that is still unconfirmed by the way. I I haven't seen anything cuz I don't want to. I know. There's th- there was this report that came out that Hamas had beheaded full, 40 children and it's being repeated over and over again, but it's unsubstantiated. And so to me it feels like a little bit of classic little wartime propaganda get the people whipped up you know type beat which is 
it, I, somebody made a very interesting point. It's like, okay, well, isn't it bad enough that they like shot and killed people and dragged them out into the streets and like took the women away? And it's like, yeah, that is bad, but it's not like as simple and as visceral as beheading children, you know? So it's yeah. like, it makes sense why someone would fabricate that to increase the emotions that are going on. Um, but I think that and people will recognize if someone, if, if, if someone was going to make something up like that and they picked 40, that's a pretty, Oh, Oh, interesting. It's a little, little, if that's a very old Testament number, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even make that connection. If you had to pick a random big number and you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. A huh. Christian would have picked 66, you know? Right. Like that would have been their yeah. weird random number. Yeah. Um, so I think I think if if people recognize the cognitive dissonance and realize like, okay, I don't really want to support Hamas who are terrorists that are executing people and are definitely not in the right. Um and I also don't want like to set the precedent that anybody who claims to be decolonizing can just kill me if they want to. I'm hoping that that kind of moves people more to the center and kind of like away from, I think this is going to be one of those things that just pushes people more people further to the edges, but also it will push people more to the center. Like, I think there's going to be a split on the left and the right and, and it's going to be half and half. Like all the people on the right are going to be half the people on the right are going to be more for Israel. Half the people on the right are going to be like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't fund israel's war and ukraine's war and no then... i disagree i i think you it's, think I so think it's, i i think it's i think it's polarizing i don't think there's I, really anything that pushes people towards the center anymore i don't really I think, think there even is a center I think there anymore is. i think there is because like i think i don't think you can have something like this where the two options are we fund the israeli state government's war or we support the the execution of innocent jews if those are the two options, I see a lot of people saying, no, I'm not picking either of those options. You know, like this feels like one of the things where it's like, I've seen more people saying, I don't care. I don't want anyone to win here. Like I'm actually picking no one. Yeah. As opposed to being with like the Trump Hillary thing or with Trump mm -hmm. Biden or any other you know, George Floyd, uh, not George Floyd. There were, there were people thing. saying neither of them with Hillary and, and, and uh trump that, that was a, that was a thing i think a lot of people yeah. take that i think a lot of people take that that that's the route that i i tend to take but no i think when when you're talking about like the average person yeah they're not they're not um they're not thinking of it in terms of support the beheaders or support another state's war they're just gonna buy into well it's israel's land or it's like well it's not their land and they're gonna be polarized into they're going to ignore the bad parts of their mm -hmm. team's thing and yeah it's very yeah. it is very clearly pro state of israel is a right-wing thing and mm -hmm. pro palestine is a left-wing thing yeah. and people will just fall in line because that's just what that's just what happens you're saying that and they're if all you're sheep. around if you're around people no, I'm saying that we all just we all take on the opinions of the people that are around us because it's what you do. That's just what you do. That's why you're supposed to hang out with Catholics if you want to be Catholic. Yeah. That's why you don't hang out with pagans because you're just going to become pagan. And that that doesn't mean that your beliefs are invalid. That just means you're a human being. And so like hang out with people who are right. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Saints hang out with saints. 
So you're not hanging but out everybody, with everybody, but everybody thinks people. that they're hanging out with people that are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them are wrong. Yeah, that's true. Can't do much about that. I'm probably wrong. With you a few are. Things. Many things. I'm probably, yeah. I'm trying to pare down who I hang out with. Try to just hang out with saints. That's how I'm trying to be. You're up there. You're on the list. That's me, baby. That's why I married my wife. She's a very good mm-hmm. person. Very holy, striving after holiness. She's yeah. she's working through the Old Testament. She's she's killing it. She's That's like great. asking our priest questions. Wow. Yeah. Good deal. Like specifically, she's like, I need to get, I need to work through this. I'm I'm such like I'm such a fan of my wife. I'm gonna like talk about her for a second. Okay. But she's like, I need to like struggle through the Old Testament because I've avoided it. And I think this is like a really common struggle. Did you like struggle with the Old Testament, like the violence in the Old Testament? Um, once I learned that God is all powerful and doesn't make mistakes, then I pretty much was like, all right, well, if he asked him to commit violence and it was probably good, you know, I was kind of in the same boat, but, um, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people who like struggle with the same thing, but she's like, I either got to just, I just got to face this and she's like, yeah. just working through it. Yeah. And I'm just like super, I'm super, I'm super impressed, but I listened to yeah. a really interesting podcast. I've started to listen to Orthodox podcasts because I've found that Catholic podcasts either treat you like you're an idiot or yeah, that's pretty much the only thing like when they're teach or it's like really Orthodox podcasts just assume that you are an idiot. They just don't treat you like one. You know, they no, just... I don't think that's it. I think it's like Catholic podcasts are either like this is the first time that you've ever heard about the book of Joshua or it's yeah. like super dry and super academic and there's like not really any in between. But I started listening to this podcast called The Lord of Spirits, and I love it because it's like two Orthodox priests, like one's from Alabama, one's from, I don't know, somewhere like they're just American priests. And uh, and they like talk about scripture as if you like already know what's going on, but not in a way that's really dry. And it's like, oh, it's so refreshing. But that's um, nice. But they were talking all about the uh, they were they were talking about some of the violence in the in the Old Testament, specifically as it relates to like idolatry and they they separated out the differences between like idolatry towards pagan gods and idolatry towards Yahweh and how like there's a difference between worshiping like the golden calf as a part of like a Baal worship ritual versus mm-hmm. like um, trying to worship Yahweh in an idolatrous form. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, which I'm, I'm struggling to remember the exact example that they use. But anyway, it was just really interesting. And there's always more to learn about the Old Testament because there's all these things that like everyone's afraid to talk about it because they either talk about it in a really dry academic way or they talk about it like you're five. There's <laughs> like no yeah. for someone like us who's like, I'm formed. Can you please like teach me something, you know, that uh, I want to experience this in an emotional way. Like my, my yeah. priest was talking about it. I was sitting at the table and he was like kind of answering Phoebe's questions. And he was like, he just said something that stuck with me. He was like, you don't understand what, we don't understand what tribal warfare was like. No. We don't understand what it's like to, to live mm-hmm. in a nomadic warring tribe where mm-hmm. you could be attacked at any moment from any side. And the only option is forward and killing. And I was like, that's, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's like super crazy. crazy. Yeah. And it's like a very emotional and it's everyone's involved. And you're like, Mm-hmm. my children are here and they're not safe. Like imagine yeah. if your wife and your son 
did not have a home and like you yeah. were responsible for keeping them the, safe. They were in a tent behind you and there were people mm-hmm. with swords and bad intentions in front of you. Yeah. And like, and you're like, that's, I have to, yeah, that's it. Right. There's only two options. And it's like, what are you going to yeah. choose? We don't, we forget that like life used to just be that way. Like there was always a risk of like someone coming in and being bigger than you and stronger than you, which is why people lived in communities and worked together to have local militias and like work together so that it wasn't just Crazy. one guy with a pistol on his front yard, you know, pointing at a tornado being like, I'm going to get you. Like there were, <laughs> there's like a Exclu- group of men. Oklahoma city moment. <laughs> yeah. You know me uh, doxed anyway. Um, I think uh, in terms of all this, I think people need to not overreact. They need to not act with their feelings because I think I think people forget that propaganda is real and uh, like there are people that are actively interested in manipulating your opinions and your emotions about this conflict. Yes, correct. And correct. they are trying to get you really invested in their side, which is why I don't I don't buy into the free Palestine thing. It's why I don't buy into the we gotta fund Israel thing. Like I'm not it's sad that the Israelite people were, or the Israelis were murdered. Like innocent people should not die. It's also sad that people are going to die when Israel bombs the crap out of the Gaza Strip tomorrow. You know, like that's, that's also sad. So it's like, no one here is winning. This is just an ethnic blood feud. I, I can't allow myself to be whipped up into a frenzy um, and like choose one side or the other, because someone is trying to buy my opinion yeah for a reason that is not in my benefit it could be because of the election yeah. next year it could be because of something else going on there's some thing that they want me to believe that's setting the stage for some other thing i don't know but like the only way to kind of go through this is to be discerning pray that pray that it will end like ask god to end the violence because we i think we forget that like jesus is the prince of peace and it's like peace comes from Christ and Christ alone. And until the Jews and the Muslims know Jesus Christ, they will not know peace. Like that's the that's the main issue, you know? Like they are going to be yes. at war forever until they accept Jesus being the son of God and like the king of kings. And so it's like we need to pray for that to happen. And instead, give of being back. Like, instead of being like, well, let's bomb Iran, you know? Like that doesn't solve anything. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So that's... That's the thing that I wanted to leave the people And just with. give our stuff back, please. I promise it'll be nice and clean. What, the churches? Yeah. That they back, took from us? Back to churches, please. Yeah. Come on. Now is they the time for, for the Vatican to send in a strike, a Delta strike force and take take back what's ours. <laughs> Dude, I the, the fear-mongering with this has been so funny. Did you see people like freaking out because uh, her, I forgot the name of it, Hassad or whatever. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We're gonna forget the name in like twenty. Hassan um, Piker, the streamer. Hassan Piker called for no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> whatever the people are doing, the, their name. They called for uh, a global day of jihad. Oh yeah, the way that's that I, tomorrow. Yeah. The way that I read it, the way that I read it, <laughs> I read it in the way that like when the Vatican calls for like a global day of grandparents. <laughs> you know, I was like. <laughs> uh, I was like today's world grandparent. Everyone's like everyone's like. Uh, good tweetman was like, "Watch out for your local jihad in Lawrence, Kansas." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, like when 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 Pope Francis calls for a global day of grandparents, like watch out, your grandma's coming for you. She's, She's coming. gonna squeeze you on the cheek and give you a hard candy and ask why you're not uh, pregnant yet." 
a little close to home there for you. No, I'm just kidding. That My was, grandma does ask me when we're having another one, though, but it's because time's the clock's ticking, you know? Like she doesn't have much else going on, to be fair, you know? Yeah, it's kind of what she's happens. maternal. It makes sense that she wants more babies. I get um, it. Yeah, stay safe out there. It'll be interesting to see because to- tomorrow is the global day of jihad. So this might be one of those like foot in our mouth moments. Like it might be really bad and we might have to be That's like, why we're, we're sorry. At the end. We're sorry. Yeah, we'll put it at, at the end. end. We'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. We will cut it out. Um, but it'll probably not be much of anything. Nothing ever happens. That's the thing you have to remember. So we're going to get to the bonus show, which you can listen to on patreon.com slash the crunch. If you support us at the $10 a month and up level, you can listen to our bonus podcast where we are free, unfiltered. We tell our, our deepest, truest opinions about things. We're not afraid to be canceled. We, we work out the rawest of raw things. I give my real opinion on Israel and uh, I don't know if that's a pitch. I don't know if that's a pitch for anybody. Uh, we swear, we reveal parts of our bodies, and we know it's the same. It's still just it's the same show. It's the same show. So check it out if you like it. Patreon.com/slash/thecountry. Patrick, you got anything else for the people? Join us next week for our global day of donating on Patreon. Everyone's got to do it. Thank you for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you. And we will see you all next time.